right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. And man, am I tired. <laughs> Casey, I tell you, I was away on a bachelor, well, a friend's bachelor party this weekend in uh, Arizona, Phoenix area, Scottsdale. Okay. And yeah, I officially am probably getting too old for that shit, to be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> um, but it was a good, it was a good long weekend. Good. A good uh, three days away, and it was hot out there, so got some sun and some uh, rounds of golf in. How uh, how was your weekend, Casey? Oh, it's it's pretty good. I'm uh, tired as well. I think people tune in to hear how you know our energy levels are. Yep. I did a lot of yard work today. Cut down a tree, uh, which was well, it sounds impressive. It was like five feet tall. It was more of a shrub than a tree, but I cut it down uh, and did some other yard work. So pretty. Pretty tired from that, and I spent a fair amount of time at an art museum yesterday. It was uh, my wife's birthday last week, so we went to the art museum for her birthday. Um, and let me tell you, some art I like, I get, I get, you know, talking about realistic uh, paintings, landscapes, impressionist paintings, those sorts of things. You look at it and you go, that looks pretty, that's art. I like that. Mm-hmm. Then we got in the modern art section, the contemporary art. And let me tell you, one was just a box. It was just, it was a cube. And the art was the light going through the cube. And it's like, I've seen boxes before. Like, I know how this, I know how this works. Another one was a chalkboard. And it just had a rectangle on it. And the rectangle was like underlined. And that was in an art, <laughs> that was in an art museum. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't, I don't get it, but... <laughs> anyway, uh, art museum. So I walked around the art museum, and uh, my wife really likes looking at the art, uh, spending time, taking it in. I'm like, I see it and move on. So it was a it was a long day, but it was fun. Oh, it's good. Well, happy you know, happy birthday to the missus. Yeah. Um, I'm glad the weekend was on the the section of the art museum, uh, which is probably similar to the daycare. Uh, section of the art <laughs> my son sounds like uh, with triangles yeah. and rectangles uh, but yeah I'm glad I'm glad we got through that I'm glad we're here to uh, do another episode um, are you ready to get into it yeah uh, oh I forgot to mention one thing mm-hmm. uh, after we went to the art museum we went to this co- cozy little establishment in Milwaukee uh, for some dinner uh, which reminds me if you're a cozy restaurant in the Milwaukee Chicago Madison area and want your restaurant name to be heard by dozens, maybe even hundreds of people, you know, let us know. Reach out to us and uh, let us know if you'd be interested in sponsoring the podcast. All right. Keep on pushing, <laughs> Keep on pushing for that sponsorship. <laughs> I have no but, idea why we have no sponsorship. Yeah. It makes zero I mean, sense. These, uh, these sponsorship teases, I think, are, are pretty good, but uh, yeah. if I can toot my own horn there. But, All right. We'll Alas. get there. I'm ready to start. All right. Well, before we really get into it, we have to start with any apologies and a correction from last week. It's becoming a habit. Yeah, it is becoming a habit. <laughs> but we'll get it there. I think we ended the show uh, shouting out to Chester for letting us know about Tennessee Tech yeah. winning baseball winning streak. And we, I said uh, Texas Tech. And that was completely wrong. And because of that fallacy, you know, Chester read us out on Twitter. I did apologize. We did apologize officially there, and did become officially a Tennessee Tech baseball podcast. Yep. Uh, I think me and you were repping them pretty hard for the past week. 
They were they kept climbing in the win streak, got past Tennessee. We're up at 28, and as we were getting ready for this show, they dropped one. Ooh. And so we apologize for the jinx. But yeah. 28 is nothing to be ashamed of. That's 28 it's... wins in a row. And I do want to say, uh, what was it, USA Today, who ranked them at number 25 at entering the polls last week when they were, at, I think, were they at 26-something? I think they were 26 then, yeah. Yeah, 26-game winning streak was preposterous, and they better be higher this week. And that's you. Yeah, you've been put on. You've been put on blast. Yeah, it was. You know, as you said, we jumped on the the Tennessee Tech uh, bandwagon, and it was what Friday afternoon they played Tennessee, and I'm sitting there Friday afternoon watching a college baseball game. I think that's the first time I've ever done that, and they beat Tennessee, which I don't know much about college baseball, but that seemed like a pretty big deal to beat. You know, the state school Tennessee. Um, at Tennessee Tech. So that was congratulations to them. Uh, what a great streak. 28 wins in a row is amazing uh, in any sport, but I think especially in baseball, uh, which we maybe talk about a little bit later, how sometimes bats can go cold and <laughs> there are ups and downs. So 28 wins, uh, amazing feat. Still looking for where I can get myself a hat or any sort of other swag. So <laughs> if anyone out there, anybody knows, let me know. Yeah. Okay, now that that's out the way, Let's go into this NFL draft that happened this past weekend. Uh, we had the NFL draft out in Jerry's World in Dallas. Uh, before we go into picks, did you, what, what did you think of the whole scene in Dallas um, from what you saw on TV? Uh, it seemed about the same to me. I know mm-hmm. that there was kind of reports of the atmosphere being a little bit lacking, but you know, every time that there was a, a pick, they zoomed in on that fan base, and that fan base played to the to the camera so from what i saw it looked it looked just like any other draft no better no worse just the same i don't did you did you get a different feel yeah i got a little different feel um from like the the past ones there in chicago and this one felt more like it was like when it was back in new york being inside of a of a venue again Mm -hmm. um it it looked a little more played up because yeah when they did zoom into those fan bases it looked like they put them all in that area together which I guess it's fun when you you want to be around it, you know your people, right? Uh, uh, when you're there, but it seemed a little forced for TV to to sit at least. Um, yeah, and it just seemed to be to be back indoors, whether even though it's in a, a very large stadium, um, it didn't it didn't feel like it had that same atmosphere, uh, especially like last year where Philly just they like took over the whole downtown of Philly. But that's here. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, did. It did seem like they, you know, had the fans by themselves and almost like at like the uh, national conventions for the political parties, you know, you have like New Hampshire over here and California over there. So I wonder what the like setup was like if from the, you know, the so Cowboys fans, I presume would have been like in the front center and like the, were the Giants fans like way in the back and Eagles fans way in the other corner. How how did they set that up? I'd be interested to know that. (laughs) So it was still a spectacle uh, to some sort. Um, so, but, so yeah, with that, with that going in, we had the uh, the first round on Thursday. Yeah, and I think we had talked a little bit about uh, last week about the Browns uh, having the number one four and what they would <laughs> actually do with that pick. Uh, and they ended up going with or bringing up Breaking Mayfield number one. Yeah, and then with their number four, they went defense. 
Yeah, they went defense, but they went Denzel Ward, uh, cornerback out of Ohio State, which I was a little bit surprised at. Uh, it seemed like everybody was talking uh, about Chubb, the defensive out of, end out of NC State, being the best player available outside of position. Um, and it seemed like he was the, if you were going to go defense, he was the obvious choice. And if you think about their bronze defensive line with uh, the first round pick Garrett last year and then Chubb, both on the ends on the defensive line, I mean, that seems pretty pretty ferocious. But they went cornerback uh, with that. And I was a little disappointed because I was hoping somehow Denzel Ward would fall all the way down to where the Packers picked, but obviously that didn't happen. Uh, but they that was an interesting pick nonetheless, and a lot of people disagreed with it. Uh, yeah, well, I think I was on record saying they should have drafted another quarterback, but it didn't work, <laughs> out, that, <laughs> work out that way. Uh, so I, it, you know, again, like like all these picks, though, it's it's going to be a wait and see. But going back up to the top with Baker Mayfield, uh, being of the group of quarterbacks, as we had alluded, like being of the group of quarterbacks that were available for this year's mm-hmm. draft, that was all the talk. I, I at what point was it that Baker Mayfield was going to be drafted number one, and was I the only one surprised by this? It seemed like it happened. Almost the day before the draft, when so there you can bet on who's going to be the number one pick, and I, I don't remember what casino it was or whatever that offered it, but when it started, he was sixty six to one. <laughs> when it first came out, he was sixty six to one to be picked first overall, and then I think two days before the draft, he was twelve to one, and then the day before the draft, mm. he dropped to even. Some people, people, people in Vegas so, knew some stuff. They knew something. Some word got out. Uh, there was talk. I don't, a week or two ago about him moving up and getting into that kind of top five range. And I just, I was surprised by it. And then there was talk about him going number one. And I just, it didn't seem like it was possible, but, but here we are. Uh, he's uh, thinking back on it. He had like a historically efficient season last year. I know it's in the big 12, so that might be a thing, but he just seems like he's going to, I feel like he could be the he could be the best quarterback, but he could also be the worst quarterback on this yeah. group. Uh-huh. And I, I don't know if you hang your hat on that for a number one overall pick. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. I think he would have been a good quarterback, but he's going to the Browns, so that sucks. Um, that's Too bad gonna, for him. Yeah, it's going to stunt his growth just a little <laughs> bit. Um, but I think, I mean, I think I'll give him credit where credit's due. I think he jumped up to the to the number one pick when you put out that picture of uh, recreating Brett Favre's draft oh, day photo. That was fantastic. Uh, yeah, I was. It was very fantastic. I think the first time I saw, I didn't realize the big because I saw the Baker Mayfield picture first, and oh, I didn't realize he was reacting something. And then I saw that, and I was like, "Well, I thought they were the same damn picture." <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a fantastic picture, which I think vaulted him to the top. Uh, um, but with yeah, about to the top. But with that said, the other quarterbacks that went in the first round, um, were you surprised at where everywhere all the other chips fell? Like after the Baker chip went down at the first? Yeah, I was surprised that Rosen fell all the way to 10 and went to Arizona. I think that's a great pick for Arizona. I talked about how uh, Baker Mayfield, I feel like, is kind of the boomer bust quarterback. I think Rosen is the uh, safest bet. Uh, out of the quarterbacks so him going to Arizona now he has concussion and injury concerns but I think as far as a talent standpoint he's this or a quarterback efficiency standpoint he's the safest 
pick. So I was surprised that he fell that far. Yep. Uh, I'm surprised that Buffalo traded up to get Josh Allen just because I don't know what to make of Josh Allen. <laughs> uh, so, but other than that, uh, Darnold going to the Jets makes total sense. Uh, I thought he was going to go. I thought he was going to go one. So him going, uh, we'll talk about, I think we'll talk about the Giants a little bit later, but him going to the Jets then at three made total sense. Uh, but Rosen slipping was the one that surprised me. Yeah, the Rose, yeah, Rosen going down the Cardinals. Actually, this is a really good pick by the Cardinals, I think. Um, you know, replacing uh, Carlson Palmer, yeah, who just retired. So I think uh, it's probably a very good pick. That is good. That will be a very good pick, I believe, in the long run. Um, the Josh Allen to the Bills. Like, I don't know. Again, that's that's a big. I feel like that's a huge wait and see. I don't under. I don't even know what the Bills are doing up there. <laughs> I, <honestly laughs> I, don't, don't. I don't either. It, I heard they're. I heard their coach come out and say like he's excited for you know Allen to earn the starting job and he has to you know come in and do well on camp and stuff. He's like, you guys traded up to get him. I think yeah. he's I think he's starting. Yeah, yeah. Also, just be like, all you have to do is not throw six interceptions in one half and you'll be good. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, and then the the uh, final quarterback that went off the board made it through the, uh, Lamar Jackson to the Ravens at the the last pick of the first round. Um, which was, you know, also, I mean, after the, after he kind of, I knew he wouldn't be in the top like 10, but after he kind of fell, I was surprised that he made it, he got drafted in the first round and then get drafted to the Ravens. Mm -hmm. Hot seat Joe Flacco. Watch out. (laughs) Watch out. Hot seat Joe Flacco. So that's, that is going to be interesting, um, to see, you know, if they're just going to let him sit back and play behind him or, or kind of force him into action, um, to see if he can, you know, put up more points out there. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how he develops because he, the thing, obviously, uh, Lamar is a a great athlete. And I think when I watch him play, I just have visions of RG3 mm-hmm. in my head and like how liable he was to injury and how he didn't do the right things to stay on the field as far as that goes. Uh, so I'm hoping that Jackson can essentially learn how to do that and learn how to protect himself. Uh, because in the NFL, if you're a scrambling quarterback, you're going to get hit. Um, and he has the ability to scramble. So I just hope that you know, he can develop that, that ability. And uh, I know he has some accuracy issues. He missed some. He had some great plays, but he also missed some kind of easy, quote-unquote, NFL throws. So I right. think going to a team that has a, an established quarterback, get a chance to kind of hone those things is, is good for him. And, I, and if he does that, I think – I know I said I think – a lot of these people could be the best quarterback, which I think is true, but I think he could be the best quarterback if he kind of develops those things. Yeah. Yeah, and what's also history also is interesting is fun fact is oh. this this the first round was started by a former Heisman Trophy winner being drafted oh. and ended the first round with a former Heisman Trophy winner being drafted. Interesting. So put that away for your trivia night. All right. Got it, John. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um so the other, I, I mean, other stories that really matter on uh, the draft as a whole is how our teams did because that's all anyone really cares about. Yeah, that's what we're here for. That is exactly what that, we're here that for. deep insight into the teams that we root for. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for me overall, yeah. I think the Bears draft overall was pretty decent, um, you know, on paper. I think getting their number one pick, um, the linebacker out of Georgia, um, I think it was a no-brainer. He was the best player still available at the time. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, I'm glad they saw an opportunity to pick up a wide receiver. I think we talked about last week that you can find good wide receivers later in the draft. It didn't have to be in the first round. So right. being able to pick up one in, uh, in the second round and then, uh, you know, later take a flyer in the seventh round in the Georgia receiver was, uh, you know, was good. So I think there were some good things here from I'm not going to pretend that I have done all the tape watching of all these players <laughs> and what was going on before what I have read. Um, these are, you know, they're pretty decent prospects, and some of them will, will see the field right away. So I, I'm, you know, I guess I'm happy with the draft. I'm not overly asking way too many questions and asking why. So, so that's a plus. Yeah. Well, as I look at the Bears draft, I was terribly disappointed at the fan reaction that uh, the first pick got. I was really, really hoping for them to do something that invoked <laughs> a Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky reaction. Uh, this year, and, and I didn't get that, so I, w- I was disappointed because it sounds it seems yeah. like they made a, a smart pick. Yeah, well, I tell you what, though, I was nervous again, like when the clock is going down and it says mm-hmm. so, like or the t- the picks before or all that stuff is on the clock, and I'm just like waiting for the the trade announcement, the Chicago Bears, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the trade it, it up, <laughs> yeah, trade announcement, like, <laughs> but it didn't happen, so I didn't. Yeah, I was just having flashbacks to 2017. So you mentioned that uh, wide receivers. Uh, we can pick them up in the later rounds, and it seems like teams really um, kind of hung on to that this year, uh, and wide receivers went later. I mean, Calvin Ridley, I think, went in the, the mid-20s or something, and uh, we saw kind of a return of running backs getting drafted early, which yeah. I thought was a little interesting, a little bit flipped from what we've seen in past years. But uh, on, to the, on to the Packers. Uh, so when they are, their pick came up and I saw they, they traded back, I thought, this is such a Ted Thompson move. I thought we were done with this. Uh, but we ended up getting a, I, I would say, fleecing the Saints for a first-round pick next year. And as long as this guy out of, uh, now I don't remember his name because he's not a Packer, but out of uh, Texas San Antonio isn't the next Reggie White, I think we'll be we'll be all right with that first-round pick. And I was a little nervous about trading back because, you know, Aaron Rodgers isn't, uh, isn't young anymore, and you wonder, you know, if we're trading back and stocking assets instead of getting, you know, that one piece or whatever, uh, how much longer can we do that? Ask the Pats fans about how that feels. Uh, but uh, he tweeted out that he liked it, so since Aaron Rodgers liked it, I now like it. So, <laughs> <laughs> stamp stamp of approval. Yeah, he liked it. I mean, uh, that actually is a pretty big deal because uh, there's been some transactions that, um, that Aaron was not too happy with. Yeah, so it's good that he kind of came out and said uh, that he was was down for that. Uh, we went into the draft. I think I tweeted out that I wanted to see some uh, defensive backs, pass rushers, and old linemen, and that's what more or less what we got uh, mixed in a couple wide receivers. Which when the drafts happened, I was like. Come on, we have all we have all these wide receivers, and then I remembered, oh, no, Jordy Nelson's not on the team, and Jeff Janis isn't on the team, so it's, we might be a little bit more needing wide receivers than I thought. And then, uh, last interesting note on the Packers, uh, they drafted a punter and a long snapper in this draft, Ooh. so <laughs> solidifying go. solidifying these special teams, solidifying special teams I, for the next ten ten to fifteen years. I guess that's one position you don't have to worry about, AC. But I give it, I give it an A. <laughs> give it an A. <laughs> <laughs> but so I was thinking about the draft grades. You know, I, I've mm-hmm. as guilty as anybody. I went on and I saw all the, you know, read all the websites, wanted to see what they said about the Packers. But if 
we look at the draft and how pointless the people who did the mock drafts are and how, you know, nobody had Mayfield. Maybe some people had Mayfield going one. Nobody had Denzel Ward going four. You know, nobody had Buffalo, you know, trading up to get Allen. I don't any of these things. Maybe people did. I'm not sure. But most of them are wrong in the top 10 picks, let alone the rest of it. So we're going to then judge how they feel. Every draft pick's going to turn out. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> that said, page. Packers get an A. It is. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, well, yeah, we'll write that down. We'll put it in the, in the archives and come back to it in three to four, three to four years. Yeah. That's it for our own uh, individual teams that we root for. Let's talk about a team that we root for. Uh, together, we had uh, five Badgers picked in the draft and then three who signed as uh, undrafted free agents. We had uh, Nick Nelson going in the fourth round to the Raiders. Uh, Troy Fumagalli going in the fifth round to the Broncos. Um, Charles Jamerson going to uh, the Saints in the fifth round. Then Jack Sitchie in the sixth to Tampa. And Leon Jacobs in the seventh to the Jaguars. Garrett Dooley, Alec James, and Austin Ramish undrafted to the Vikings, Cardinals, and Cardinals, respectively. Anything there stand out to you, Marlo? Uh, yeah, Nick Nelson going to the Raiders in the fourth, or, yeah, the fourth round, was that? Yep. I think. They got a good player. Uh, I think, it, yeah, he dropped because of the, uh, probably because, well, my expert opinion is that he dropped because of the yeah. injury he picked up uh, while in training. Uh, Fumigami, Fumigali. Yep. I th- I th- I'll go again. I think he'll do well. I think he could fit in Denver and he could find a place there, uh, you know, right away. So, and then Jack Sitchie, uh getting with the Bucks, good for him coming off that, that whole year of not playing uh, because of his ACL injury. Yeah, I think uh, from my standpoint, the uh, linebackers going in the sixth and seventh round, I think if you look at the linebackers that Wisconsin has been getting in the program and then, you know, getting, putting into the NFL, uh, I think that they have it. They are on maybe maybe not to the same level as like a, a, a TJ Watt, uh, but they're very effective linebackers and I think will be able to play in the NFL. So getting that in the sixth and seventh round, I think, is is pretty good value. Um. So yeah, so that that is the the Badgers uh take on the draft. Uh any other draft topics you want to touch base on? Uh yeah, there's a couple of good good stories that came out of the draft. Um our boy Shaq Griffin, uh who is again the player that has one hand. He ended up getting drafted by the Seattle Seahawks. Um yeah. and it actually his twin brother is on that team, so Oh really? Yeah, so he actually gets to uh, go in their facility and train with his brother every day, which was a was a nice, you know. Obviously, they had a very very nice moment there, but it's good to see him, you know, get picked up by a team, um, and you know, mm-hmm. and go through all that. So I mean, it's just incredible that he has like how many two handed players try to make it to the NFL and can't get right. drafted, let alone. So, uh, good luck to him. And then also, yeah, well, to be if I can, yeah. say something on on Shaq Griffin, uh, to. Uh, be honest, I watched him play. I guess I watched one game, but when they played Auburn, he was the, national the best player on their on their <laughs> yeah <laughs> national championship. Uh, he was uh, the best player on their defense and was able to play with uh, you know a top SEC team. So I think even with uh, everything, he'll be able to play at the next level. So I think that was a good pick, and I, I wish him. I wish he didn't go to the Seahawks, but I, I guess I wish him well. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then the other thing, I don't know if you saw this, uh, Jordan uh, Malata getting mm-hmm. drafted by the Eagles. Okay, hold on. Got to click the link. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. So Jordan Malata has not played a snap of football. 
Mm. Uh, he is a rugby player. Uh, f- I forget the name of his team in Australia, but he's he's a he's a mammoth of a man. He's six eight, like three forty or something, but a hell of an athlete. Because you know the 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 highlight package they have when the players get drafted. Yeah. Um, I was so happy watching the draft. This was in the seventh round when he got drafted, and so all they had was him playing rugby. And right. he is just this large man running through people, knocking them over like little ants are coming up. It's like, it looks like uh, kind of when you, uh, you get video of, you know, really awesome high school players that are playing against kids that are not even close as athletic as they are. <laughs> uh, but this is just a large man just running through people. And if you could find a video, I, <laughs> I would say go check it out because it is funny. So my prediction is that he will be – he got drafted as an offensive lineman. I don't know how that works out. Um, yeah. But I, I'm predicting that they will use him, and he will run in a touchdown this season. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just – I was wondering if he was going to be, I mean, with his size, he essentially has to be an offensive lineman. But if you, he seems like he's going to be more uh, explosive than a normal offensive lineman, maybe run, you know, be that extra offensive lineman slash tight end, you know, running set that can go out and and catch passes, which, you know, playing rugby, I imagine you have some uh, experience and practice doing that. So that'd, that'd be really interesting if he can, if he can kind of split as a, extra offensive lineman get a lot of that size up there but also be a uh, receiving option that could be that could be something yeah yeah so the eagles taking a chance on a rugby player maybe he'll kick too that'd be funny oh yeah special teams okay well we'll see we'll see what happens um <laughs> but that's really all i had that's really all i had for the draft uh anything else to clean up there do you want to add uh no I, th- I think that's it for the draft okay um so the other sports things that reports was going on in the sports world. Obviously, the NBA NBA playoffs were rolling on. Uh, we had the Eastern Conference with with Cleveland and Indiana. Yep. And after Indiana blew out Cleveland in Game Six, uh, LeBron took his cape, put his cape on, scored forty five, and took his team on his back and and won Game Seven at home to close out the series. Yeah, it was uh, nice that LeBron, LeBron played great. And uh, the first half, he, I think he made his first like 10 or 11 shots. It was, it was crazy. He couldn't, he couldn't be stopped. But the big change that Cleveland made in the game was that uh, Tristan Thompson's suspension for uh, cheating on uh, one of the Kardashians, whichever one it was, uh, was over. So He's back. <laughs> yeah, so the, the league uh, imposed suspension for cheating on a, a Kardashian. Uh, that he had to go through, he had a really big impact on the game. Uh, but it, <laughs> seriously, they during the broadcast they kept saying how smart of a move it was for uh, Tyron Lue to play him, <laughs> and us he's been on his team the whole time. Like maybe you should think, hmm, the first six games he didn't figure this out, and then finally he's like, oh yeah, this guy's on my team. I should probably try playing him and see if he has an impact on the game. And he had. I, I want to say like seven offensive rebounds in the first half, and he just was able to recycle that ball out, and LeBron James was was amazing. So the Cavs move on. LeBron has still never lost a first-round playoff series. God, it was so bad. At game six, Stats. it was so nice to see LeBron just sitting there like a little lost boy with his little Band-Aid on his, his Band-Aid <laughs> on his eyebrows. He set out the whole fourth quarter, most of the fourth quarter, because they were getting beat so bad. Yeah. 
and he was just like sitting there so sad. And I thought, I, I you know, I thought that'd be the lasting image of LeBron and of the whole this, is this gonna, season. Yeah, this is gonna is this gonna be LeBron's last game as a Cleveland Cavalier? We have to wait till yeah. the second or this round. So we shall move on. Um, your Bucks, they had a game seven. Yeah, they had a game seven. Uh, you know, I could, maybe this is just after the loss I'm saying this because I probably did have hope but <laughs> as I look back I never I'm going to say I never really expected it even if they did win this series to go to go very far I just think I think I've said this before on the pod I'll say it again that when they fired Jason Kidd and didn't hire anybody and just promoted an assistant that was them essentially saying we were punting this season like sure we might win we could have won a playoff series congratulations uh, but we're not going to go any farther than that. And that was just, from the top, I felt kind of disappointing. Um, and that made me think well, how long we ha- have Giannis for, because obviously he's our best player. And, I mean, one of the top, I'd say, four or five players in the league right now, if you had to if you had to pick one uh, to have on your team. And he signed, so I looked it up. He signed through 2021. So a couple years left, but... What got me also thinking about this is they sh- they uh, this is the fiftieth year of the the Bucks franchise, uh, so they've been kind of posting on Twitter like celebrating fifty years and it's you know pictures of Kareem, who went on to the Lakers to win championships and Oscar Robinson, who left the Bucks and went on to success elsewhere, and then it's Giannis who's on the Bucks now, but I I just can't help but think is he you know. 2021 is he going to be going somewhere else to be winning championships so it stinks to kind of punt on a year but that's how it felt to me throughout the whole thing and when you fire your coach you don't hire a new one I mean this series was an example of coaching matters in the NBA Brad Stevens much better coach than whoever the Bucks assistant that they promoted because I refuse to learn his name (laughs) uh, is so that's my (laughs) look back on the Bucks uh, this year but New stadium next year. Still got Giannis for a couple more years. Let's see if we can hire a coach and run it back. Yeah, well, the series went exactly how we predicted. Uh, yeah. Each team won one games at home. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully better, better, better luck next year, champ. Uh, Thanks. Man. Yeah, no problem. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the rest of the uh, the rest of the second round um, is set. Uh, do we yeah. want to take a look at those? Yeah, let's go ahead and, and you wanted to go through each individually? Or? Yeah, we, uh, we'll, we can go through. Uh, Golden State, New okay. Orleans to start with. Uh, they already played game one where, again, Golden State just seems to be practicing against teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony Davis is still really good at basketball, but he can't do it all himself, especially against a team with that much talent. So I, I, you know, I, I'm hoping it'll be somewhat of an entertaining series, but I don't think I'll go more than five. Um, yeah, I think Anthony for it to be anything more than five games, uh, maybe six. Anthony Davis has to do something uh, superhuman. Uh, Golden State's just too talented, even without without Steph. Uh, but I guess I'll be I'll be following to see if if we can see that superhuman thing come out of Anthony Davis. Yeah, absolutely. And now uh, with Houston and Utah, I don't. Oh yeah, Ricky Rubio is hurt. Uh, and that made a difference in today's game where Houston – actually, Houston went out – I think they got by 26, but then Utah tried to make a little little comeback, but it just kind of fell short. Uh, they just ran out of time towards the end. I don't – I mean, I, 
I just don't know about that series. I don't know about Houston. I think once I think they're good, then they have a, they're going to have a crap game. So we'll see. I hope it's entertaining. Yeah, I think it really hurts Utah with Rubio going be, uh, being out. Uh, he's out for ten days, I guess. I don't know what that means for the series. I didn't kind of look at the calendar to see how how many games are in that. Uh, but without him, I just don't know that they have enough firepower to keep up with with Houston. Uh, who can can score in bunches? So yep. hopefully they can make it interesting. I really like watching uh, Donovan Mitchell play. Uh, he's really good <laughs> as as a rookie. And you know, granted they were down for a lot of the game, but I felt like he was keeping them within reach for some. Uh, they weren't even within reach, but he's fun to watch uh, in Utah. So I'll keep an eye on him as well. Yeah, and then we got. A clash of, uh, what are they trying to make this out to? Historic, two historic teams battling each other again in the playoffs in Boston. I thought you were going to say a clash of annoying fan bases. Oh, that's that's a good one. (laughs) I could be on a (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. Clash of annoying fan bases in the Boston and Philly uh, taking on each other. Yeah. Philly's going to win this, right? There's no, Boston, they're just not, they're just not healthy and... Philly is. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I would think Philly's got to be the the heavy favorite. Uh and since Boston knocked out the Bucks, I'm kind of spiteful against them and and really hoping Philly wins. So they should uh but it would be a a, a case of Brad Stevens just out coaching and I don't I don't see that happening. Philly's uh too talented, I think. Yeah. Then of course we get Toronto and Cleveland. God, this sucks. LeBron's going to the finals again, <laughs> isn't he? You know, when they got the four seed, I was like, ha, they're going to have to play, you know, the one seed and then uh, then have to go through Boston or, well, the, you know, the, yeah. I guess Boston or Philly. Uh, but then I was like, but it's Toronto, and he owns Toronto. <laughs> like, dang it. This sucks. It sucks. Like, uh, he was having all that trouble in the first round. And I was like, oh, this is the year. No, now I'm looking ahead. I was like, they're they're just clearly going to walk to the finals. Yeah, I think for sure uh, he just owns Toronto. So I think uh, Cleveland's going to beat Toronto. Uh, I thought Toronto had too much trouble with Washington uh, to give me any confidence. Uh, the track record of LeBron against Toronto. I think they're at least going to the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, where I think you know as we mentioned they'll meet Philly, and I think that'll be really really entertaining. It'll be a is Philly ready for this versus. <laughs> You know, can they top LeBron? Uh, I think from a narrative standpoint, from my interest standpoint, I guess that's what I would want to happen. Although I'll be rooting for Toronto because I, you know, for some reason always lose against LeBron and then he wins and then I am upset. So I'm an idiot, I guess, is what that means. (laughs) Because I have no reason to do that. Okay. Well, yeah, that's the the NBA playoffs. But I think if we... I think if we do get, you know, Gold State Houston in the Western Conference Finals, yeah. Philly Cleveland in the Eastern Conference Finals, that is an awesome final four and I I mean that's what I want to see. Those would be really entertaining games. I don't know who's going to win either of those series. Yeah. You know, you have the Golden State and Cleveland being the teams that have been to the finals, you know, the last 3 years yep. against uh, you know, two teams that well, Philly's up and co- young up and coming Houston finally making that breakthrough. Uh, to get to this level, that those would be awesome series. So maybe I should yeah. root for I that because I'd like to watch it. Yeah, I could see it now. 
Is it, it the whole narrative of being, is this a changing of the guard? Or yeah. is this the old heads coming in and reclaiming their stake in the game? Yeah, definitely. So, all right, we'll see what, we'll see what they are. I'm just so mad at LeBron. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, that's the, that's the, yeah, that's the recap of uh, the NBA playoffs. Are we talking baseball? Yeah, I, will, I put baseball. baseball down. I had a, well, me and the Brewers had a, a miserable weekend. I'm going to read, and I know how. Up here in the north side, uh, right? Yeah, you and our, our fellow fans like when I read stats and tweets. So here we go. <laughs> the Brewers starting pitching versus the Cubs had 23.2 innings pitched, uh, 18 hits, 7 runs, 7 earned runs, 6 walks, 14 Ks. That's a 2.66 ERA. That's amazing. What a great series that is over four games. But the Cubs starting pitching had 27 innings pitched, 11 hits, one run, zero earned runs, an ERA of zero (laughs) over a four-game series. The Brewers got swept on the north side, as you said, in four games by the Cubs. It was a brutal baseball weekend. So why did I bring it up? Why did I? (laughs) I didn't have to talk about it. Just ru- you just ruined your own day. <laughs> I ruined well, the Brewers ruined my own day. Uh, the whole sports week, well, not the whole sports weekend, but my baseball watching weekend. I didn't even, I didn't even watch today. I saw it was on, and I was like, I can't do it. They're gonna get shut out again. And sure enough, they did. Uh, so my uh, torturous baseball season continues. As <laughs> a Brewers fan, we're just are we one or two weeks removed from you being on every pitch of every game. Oh man, I think it was a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, we'll check back in and see if we can keep it going. All right, we got a couple uh, questions from the mailbag that we have from our fellow fans. All right. So let's get into that. The first one comes from Jordan S. And he asks, "What's your favorite sports scandal or disaster story?" That is a very broad question, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, do you have one? Yeah, I have one. Okay. I think mine's, uh, it's relatively recent. Uh, it, was, it was, like you said, it was a relatively broad question, and I was trying to think of like what specific scandals or disaster stories I, I had to go, but I think this is a good one, uh, one that I like, is the, uh, and the, is the Rick Pitino scandal. Whoa. Have you have you heard about this? Heard about this, uh, Rick Pitino? I don't think I do. <laughs> so he survives. So I, it goes all the way back to I don't know a couple years ago mm. when his program was charged with hiring strippers and hookers, bringing them into the <laughs> dorms for recruits. Survives this scandal. Doesn't know anything about it. He it's didn't his program. Know. He he runs everything. He's the Godfather. Didn't know about this. No idea. Uh, survives. Hiring, having, paying his assistant to take a woman across state lines to have an abortion. That's fine. Survives it. Terrible, terrible scandals. Brings him down. He offers Brian Bowen $100,000. He's out. Get him out of here. (laughs) We can't have college athletes getting money. Favorite scandal. And then he goes around and he's like, I take full responsibility, but I didn't do anything wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It's so bizarre. He did terrible things. It's fine. He's winning basketball games. He's winning basketball games. Who cares? Pays a college athlete. Didn't do anything wrong. I take full responsibility. And he's fired. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. 
That's my favorite one. Uh, well, my, I was thinking about that because that was kind of more lines that hold uh, this NCAA quote-unquote scandal. My best scandals are the uh, you think ones where, like, kids are getting paid uh, yeah. or the parents are getting paid. It's like, uh, you think? Where, <laughs> was it, I don't know, this is probably a while ago, uh, four or five. It's probably further back than that, but the whole Miami, when uh, Miami football, and it came out, this big scandal that they did all this research and found, like, People were getting paid. Da, 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 da. It's like, you think? Did you yeah. not ever see all those Miami players with all those chains and just everywhere? They were bigger, they were bigger uh, celebrities than the actual NFL team down there. So, um, mine's probably yeah. It's more broad than whenever whenever you bring up like, oh my god, like you were saying, they're paying kids, uh, right? You think so. Well, one one of the ones I was gonna I was gonna talk about I thought I thought Patio was funnier mm-hmm. uh, was the Ohio State one oh, where they got yeah. you know like free tattoos yeah, and free stuff free tattoos <laughs> plus Jim Tressel's job yeah. but then I thought about that and I was like well now they got Urban Meyer so it worked out pretty well oh yeah that Damn whole it. thing was orchestrated <laughs> like un uncrazy oh, let's just get rid of him and Urban he was like in TV for a year right but for uh, yeah yeah somehow he did like, yeah, he eight was... Ohio State games. Yeah, he was he was spending he was spending time with his family. Yeah, exactly. So, <sighs> so that yeah, uh, that yeah. Here you go. Here it is. The urban the great scandal of Urban Meyer is the biggest scandal <laughs> in NCAA history. All right, um, we got one from Chris B. Looks like we're going back to the draft. Uh, was the Giants drafting Saquon Barkley at number two a huge mistake? Ooh, hot takes. Um. I- so for this this one, at first thought, I was talking about when we were watching this. I was at the bachelor party talking about it with the boys, and everyone was so surprised that they took him. And then I thought about it. I was like, no, the Giants think they actually have a chance. Yeah. They actually think they're. They thought last year was an anomaly. Um, they did. You know, they didn't have OBJ, and probably all these things. And they're telling themselves, we got a new coach. All we need is this one piece, and we'll be good. And probably can't be further than the truth but it's what they feel <laughs> so yeah. them taking them taking Saquon I mean he was the best I've said he's the best player and if you don't take him you're stupid but in that situation they probably could have done with something else yeah I think it's depends on your viewpoint right I think short term it's a good pick I think well let me back up uh before I go my short term long term uh it feels high for a running back, but I think Ezekiel Elliott changed kind of. Mm-hmm. If he can be that caliber of a running back, uh, that changes a fran- a team. That changes a franchise. I mean, the the ability that he has. If he can be that level, and by all accounts, it seems like he can be, um, then I don't think it's a mistake. But I think if you kind of generally think about it as short term, long term, you know, short term, it, it's a good pick. It makes your team immediately better. Um, and if they do think that they're a couple unfortunate things away from being a competitive team, then it's a, a good choice. But if you're thinking long-term and you had a chance to get... Because they were talking up Darnold. They're like, if Darnold's there at two, he's going to be our future quarterback. You know, How many more years can Eli Manning have? Uh, and then they pass it on to take Barkley. Uh, so I think long-term, maybe we'll look back and think it's a mistake if they're not competitive. But I think short-term, it's fine. If he can be a game changer like Elliot is, yeah, I think yeah, I think I mean it's I think it's good for Saquon because um, it's it's not on a complete dumpster fire team, 
you know, they do have some pieces, so it's not all going to be on him. Um, so I think he could have a breakout season. But yeah, the, again, it's all going to come back. It's a wait and see. I, I, like yeah. I said, I, it's you could have got you could go either way. I can see both sides of the story. I can see both sides of the question. Um, yeah, and they could they could be right. So we shall see. Oh, sp- speaking of speaking of draft mistakes, uh-huh. uh, I got a I got a correction. Oh, uh, last week. Uh, if you remember last week, I, I did my my deep dive into Brown's draft history yes. and uh, said that they didn't miss on any in the last ten years at least miss on any um, quarterbacks except for the ones that everybody else missed on. That is untrue mm. because in 2016 they were sitting number two. Jared Goff got picked and they traded out oh. of number two to the Eagles, who took Carson Wentz. So they missed on they missed on Wentz. Yeah, so that was dumb. My bad. <laughs> it's like, my my deep dive did not include. I just w- looked at who they actually picked, not yeah. trades and other ridiculousness. Yeah, that's fair. So, my bad. Sorry, all the Browns fans listening. Yeah. Well, to to your point, there was a lot more. There's a lot more than just that one. So, right. next question comes from at Mouse and Weens. On a dinner date, do you guys like girls who eat eat, or who eat like they're on a diet? And which one is more attractive? I guess this is the best question for two married guys. Yeah, um, to take a hold of. So, so the official my official <laughs> my official answer is whatever my wife is doing. Um, <laughs> if I break down. If I really break, if I break this down, uh, uh, I'd say just go eat, girl. Do your thing. Actually, yes, you gotta eat because what happens the next if you don't if you do like the diet thing the first time around. And then, like, later you come back and eat, eat, and then you're like, what the hell just happened? And it's yeah. just whatever. So you got to eat, eat. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of, uh, of being yourself on dates. You know, don't try. I mean, be your best self, right? Like, don't just, like, go in, in like, sweatpants and stuff. Be like, this is who I am. <laughs> but, like, be yourself. I think you come off more natural. You come off more likable when you're yourself. Uh, and then... <laughs> You can figure stuff out a lot, a lot quicker as far as if you're a, a, a compatible match. So just be yourself. If you if you like to eat, she likes to eat. That's fine. I mean, don't eat too much that you want to like go take a nap afterwards or something. Like eat enough that you're full and can <laughs> go on about your date and stuff. Uh, but just you know, be yourself. And 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 if that if you're on a diet and you want to eat like you're on a diet, eat like you're on a diet. Which is more attractive? Ah, uh, being you, be you, girl. I mean, yeah. I mean, if we're out at, like, a seafood place, mm-hmm. right? We go on a date at a seafood place, and you're like, you know, I'm going to take the surf and turf or whatever. I don't know. Sure. Who cares? I'm ordering the surf and turf, you know, extra potatoes, extra vegetables. And then she's like, I'll have a salad. <laughs> why, do we, why? why do we come? Why do we go to the s- seafood place? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then. But that's kind of be you. Yeah. This, yeah, just be you. I uh yeah, and if you're on a diet and that's how you eat, then fine. That's how you eat. But you know, just let them know. Let them know this is what I, this is what I do, and this is why. All right. Yeah, I'm with awesome. You. So I'm glad we just saved all the women out there in the world, uh, off on their next <laughs> date. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> okay. Well, that's it for our that's it for our bail bag. Um, I was gonna say, <laughs> did you uh? Did you ever watch How I Met Your Mother, by chance? Yeah, I did. 
Okay. So <laughs> they're out. Oh, what is it? They're like they're talking about if they have game, and then uh, Marshall's like, "So I, I'm married. So I've I've won the game Ooh. because I've already, you know, we're giving advice so they can win the game and become married." Mm-hmm. And then I think uh, Barney Stinson's character says, uh, "Yeah, if you were playing in the women's league, <laughs> so we're we're helping guys win in dating, I guess, <laughs> become married like us." So you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Oh man, we might have to change our podcast up. Just give, just give, <laughs> just give dating advice with sports, with sports mixed in. <laughs> I think I just—that was all my advice right there. <laughs> That's all I got. Any other advice? I can't help you. I have no idea. I have no idea how I got here. <laughs> but here I am. Oh. All right. Are we ready, Casey? Yeah. All right. Let's get into uh, Casey's corner kick here. All right. Big week of Champions League soccer. Uh, my team, uh, Liverpool, won 5-2 to two against Roma I, in what was an extremely, well, obviously interesting game for me because my team won 5-2. to two, But I thought it was a great example of kind of the emotion that soccer can have on its fans. Uh, Liverpool went up 5-0 in the game. And uh, so, I guess taking a step back, the way that the Champions League format is set up is that you play a home and home. So we'll play one game in Liverpool, and we'll play one game in Rome. Uh, the two teams will. I'm not going to be playing in these. I, I'm just a fan. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'll say we. Um, so during the game, Liverpool goes up 5-0. It's just mayhem. Everybody's celebrating. They're singing. It's like the greatest day in Liverpool football club history and then all of a sudden Rome scores two goals in like four minutes and all the Liverpool fans this game happened in Liverpool are nervous the Liverpool fans up 5-2 are biting their nails they're rubbing the back of their necks they're riding out the last 10-15 minutes of the game all nervous Roma fans down 5-2 are singing and celebrating because their team came back from 5-0 to 5-2 and now they have somewhat a small shot but a shot to win it was just amazing and how the emotions in a soccer game in in a format like this can uh differ from the outcome of a game because in you know all of american sports if a team wins five to two that counts as one win that's that's it you don't it doesn't carry over uh or really mean anything if you come back from you know five zero in a baseball game to five two you still lost but here it means something so it was so funny to see uh and to be honest, now I'm nervous going to Rome. <laughs> we need to, need to win by, not lose by two, I guess, is what we need to do, which is, uh, it's bizarre. It's a bizarre feeling. Uh, it was really fun, uh, really fun game. So the return of that is in Rome, as I said, on Wednesday. Uh, the other Champions League game I'll just touch on, uh, Real won 2-1 to one in Bayern, uh, or in Munich, excuse me, against Bayern Munich. Uh, they're heading back to Madrid. It looks like uh, Real Madrid has that in hand, which is disappointing because, like I root against LeBron, like I root against the Yankees, Real Madrid is that in European competitions. So I'm rooting against them, and they're going to they're going to win it all again, which sucks. That's Casey's corner kick. All right, all right, all right, Casey. You know what I just realized we missed that we did not go over that. I can't believe that? we didn't talk about this. Oh. Um. 
last or yeah, this past week when Meek Mill was freed. <laughs> yeah. So as we all, I was as we all know, free me free Meek Mill finally happened. And after he got released, or he got released out on bail, I believe, he went directly from yeah. prison to the Philly to the Phillies basketball game and got to ring the bell beforehand and everything. Um, and then during all this, I think yeah. Sal Powell was reporting on it. There's some <laughs> other people reporting on it. <laughs> and, and Casey, I think he got a little confused. Uh, yes, then I did. So, I do you want to? Explain how I got confused. Do you want me to go and explain? Do you, you explain how that I was yeah. like I, my my side, and then I'll I'll try and redeem myself. Okay. Well, yes. I think <laughs> the way I gotta pull it up here now because I want to make sure I don't misquote oh, you. Man. But I think uh, when that happened, free <laughs> me. You know, I get a oh yeah, I get a text from Casey. What's the what's the Meek oh. Mill story? I missed it, and I just said he's out on bail. Yeah. He said, "What well, is in jail? You can write back. What is he in jail for?" And he peered, and it, apparently he's on the Seventy Sixers. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I don't know if I need to explain more than that. Yeah, I missed it. I missed it. I said I missed the story. <laughs> he missed the story. Me and Sal Paul have no idea what's going on. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm at the grocery store. And we have a, a festival foods here and I'm walking through and they have ESPN up. And so it's going through and I see on the screen a picture of who I presume is Malik Mill. Meek Mill. Meek Mill. Never heard of him before. <laughs> and then the 76ers logo. And it says he's on his way to the 76ers game. And I'm like, what? <laughs> There's... <laughs> Is he going to play tonight? He's going. Why is this on ESPN that it got. So he's going to the 76ers game. And I'm like, I felt like I should know if a 76ers player is on the roster, but he's in jail. This is bizarre. So I text Marlo just to get, you know, I'm not sure what's happening. I need a little explanation. And uh, I was very wrong. And I feel like ESPN misled me. <laughs> he's not on the team. No. Not on the Meek team. Bell is not on the team. Uh, but yeah, that was that was the freak so... mail moment that everyone's been waiting for in case you didn't know what was going uh, on. No, I had no idea what was happening, and it was very embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right. Yeah. Well, do we want to see what uh what we got going on this coming week? Actually, it is going to be kind of a weird week. I'm hoping that we're going to be able to record an episode. Mm-hmm. I'm heading to Mexico. Oh. This week, so I'll be in Mexico next weekend. Um, we're gonna try. We'll see. We'll see if we can uh, plug through it. If not, we'll you know we'll find a way to get it out to you guys at some point. Um, so, but I am excited the because the Kentucky Derby is going on Saturday. Yeah, and that also falls on Cinco de Mayo, and I always feel like it's magical when Cinco de Mayo falls on the Kentucky Derby. You big uh, Kentucky Derby guy? I get sucked in every goddamn year for no reason. Yeah. I don't even know horse racing, but like, I don't know. Like they, what are they the fastest minute in, in sports is that what the the saying is? Something like and, that. Or fastest two minutes in sports. And yeah, I'll get I'll get drawn in like as the day is going and all the people with the hats and then you, you see all the celebrities there and it's like they put all the odds out and I fake bet. I haven't real bet on the Kentucky Derby yet. Um, oh yeah, but. I, I, 
but they're coming around that corner and, and it, I get yeah, I get excited. Yeah, I like I like fake betting. I actually was down in uh, Louisville. I went to the Kentucky. I didn't go to the Kentucky <laughs> Derby. I went to Churchill Downs, yeah. and it was just some random race. And it's a lot of fun being there, and you know, doing the whole having newspaper slapping the <laughs> slapping the thigh. Yeah. Go, come on, floor, come on, uh, doing that kind of thing. Uh, so I do a little bit of that with my with my fake betting. Uh, so I'll get. I'll, I'm sure I'll I'll follow along and and watch it. Um, but I don't real bet because. Well, I don't know anything about horses. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, so we got Kentucky Derby on Saturday. Uh, as we talked about, NBA playoffs coming up. Uh, so we'll be going on those. Champions League, as I mentioned, was on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then I'm sure I'll be torturing myself watching the Brewers. Uh, anything else you got? <laughs> uh, no, that's all I got. I'll, yeah, I'll be watching the playoffs. Um, yeah, hopefully we can get these uh, recorded out. And have an episode next week at some point. Um, but from there, we do appreciate you listening, downloading. Continue to share, write, and review. Share your friends. This review on iTunes. Um, do you have any last words for them, Casey? I, I got to start planning last words. I think we could. I think we could do something here. I always, you know, you always ask me every episode. You ask me any last words, and I go. Ah. All right. So no, I, I don't, I don't. <laughs> On Wisconsin. <laughs> Ask me again. Ask me again. <laughs> Casey, do you have any last okay. words for them? Uh, yes, because I'm prepared for this. <laughs> uh, I hope your favorite team wins all the sports.